0: All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up! Hello again, and welcome to Primitive Screwheads Talk Horror Movies. I'm Screwhead Dan.
1: And I'm Screwhead Andrew.
0: And we are here once again to dissect, dismember, and discuss a horror movie of our choosing. So today, we are keeping it very topical. It came out last week. We are going to talk about the 2021 sequel, Halloween Kills, which is the second, third movie in the series. Um, it is the third, fourth timeline for the series as well. And it is the sequel to the 2018 uh, reboots uh, or just titled Halloween, Halloween. Wait, Dude, did, I'm already.
1: Wait, did you say it is the second, third?
0: It is. It is the second, third movie because the it, season. It's of the, the Witch, third, third. Oh, because other yeah, resurrection. That's what right. What is, a, H two
1: yes, O is also the third. H two O ignored. Uh, oh ignored yeah yeah yeah. H
0: yeah. two O did include Halloween two in the mix right there. Dude, yeah. I this this is such a great way to set the tone <laughs> already. Because I I okay. I think we just fall out of state. We both didn't like this movie. Like, really? I,
1: actually, so I, when when you and I first talked about this, I did not like it. Have, having said that, I have not watched it since I first watched it on the 20th. But, like, my mind is kind of stewed on it a little. And I think there's some merit in it. But, yeah, like overall, it's, a, it's not a great movie. Um, no,
0: no, definitely not. And I feel like there's just there's so much to talk about. There's so much in there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it is the third, third movie in the Halloween series. We have the original timeline, where Halloween 1, 2, 3 was kind of its own 3, and then 4, 5, 6, the uh, cult trilogy, I guess you could say. Then we had the HDO and Resurrection timeline, and then we also had the Rob Zombie duology, and then finally they're rebooting it once more with the 2018 Halloween and Halloween Kills as well. It is a direct sequel. It follows up literally minutes from the end of the last movie, um, and it follows Michael Myers as he continues his terror um, on the reign of the town of Hattonville, Illinois. Uh, evil does something. I wish the movie had said a little bit more what evil was doing that night, but unfortunately, it really does not give a lot of detail on that. And fuck it, man. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Where, where did we want to start with this? I, I don't. Know. How are you
1: doing? You doing good? Yeah. You know, I'm doing. I'm doing great. Like you know, I. I have sombered on this movie a little bit, possibly. And, uh, you know, life is life is great. I actually, I will say the one thing this movie did do for me is it did make me kind of, like, have nostalgia for Halloween. So I, in prep for this, not really prep for this, but, like, just in Halloween mood, I watched Halloween 2, I watched H2O, and I actually just bought the, like, $30 uh, Shout Factory collection uh, of Halloween 1, like a really nice uh, Blu-ray of it. it. So if nothing else, this really brought me back into, like, be having interest in the Halloween series again and like really wanting to go back and watch the original again. So that's my plan on Halloween, uh, other than drunken karaoke is to watch that movie. Um, good. so like it, it really has, you know, that that's a benefit to that. Um, but you know, how about yourself? How are you I doing?
0: mean, definitely it's very, very steeped in just the nostalgia factor. Um, Honestly, too much at points, but we'll, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Surprisingly, I was down in Florida um, over the weekend. Uh, I got to meet the missus's uh, grandparents for the very first time, and they liked me. But uh, we did have to spend 36 hours in Florida, so that sucked.
1: I, I do like how you said, like I'm doing well surprisingly because I was in Florida. Like great, yes, <laughs> great. great qualifier. That's, that's
0: the uh, yeah. Florida still sucks. I'm sorry if you live in Florida. I'm sure there are several good things about your state, but I have not found them yet. Uh-huh. Dude, I just want to dive into this movie. Uh-huh. I really do. Well, like, there, there's clock. It, I don't know.
1: You know, like, one thing I do want to also t- tag in before we hop into this, because I think a great place to start with this is our experience with Halloween. Um, but Before we do that, you know, as, as listeners may, may know, uh, our first episode that we ever did uh, was on Halloween 2018. Uh, the... Whatever that guy's name Green Halloween twenty eighteen that was our first one because then it goes the first movie that you and I went back and forth a bit on about how much we did not like what happened or had <laughs> issues with what happened in the film and I feel like this is a great follow up to that I feel like this is like honestly a great like I I went into this movie I think we said in the last episode like I was pumped for this like as much as I had doubts I was like you know I'm gonna go and clear I you know I went through watched Halloween two again watched H two O we watched halloween five and i watched six uh, when we did that thing with uh, that swedish horror nerd mm-hmm. so I, I was ready for this i was ready to accept whatever happened um i even like didn't want to take notes i was gonna watch it once without notes and literally like five minutes in i pulled my phone up and just like started like, typing away. <laughs> <laughs> um uh so like you know i think this was like it, you know divorced from the series i i, I want to say dan we've made like this is our 48th episode it's you know not 50 it's not our anniversary but this is our 40th episode this podcast we made uh about all coming up on three years uh based on this the first film so uh i just wanted to you know take a moment to appreciate that i think that, that's awesome
0: absolutely yeah no thanks for sticking with me through all this i i definitely it's been three years of your rants and your uh geeking out and all of that stuff and i i appreciate you man i do
1: I appreciate you too, man. Uh, you know, like I just hope someday we'll be able to sit at a bar and you know complain loudly about the tragedies that happened
0: to us. <laughs> and, then, uh, and you can geek more about Alien and Predator.
1: You know, I, you know, I will say, um, <laughs> this was really a perspective-taking piece for me, because as somebody who also loves the beloved horror franchise, and there are now recent editions coming out that people are shitting all over and saying they're ruining the franchise, I had to kind of take a perspective, and I was just like, is this the Alien Covenant of the franchise? Is this... <laughs> the one that has some good moments but a shitty kind of story overall that people complain about but then I realized that even the that everyone in the Halloween community hates it also so I'm like okay never mind <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep um but yeah let's go into our little history of the Halloween series and then we'll I guess we'll kind of end it with our thoughts with Halloween 18 and then we'll dive into this movie oh yeah so uh yeah what's your experience with the Halloween series
1: yeah you know, I think you've know, talked about that before like i I love the first one. I think the first one's a great film. Um, to me, it's of like the big three, like Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday thirteenth, 13th, Halloween. It was one that I always kind of push off just because I think Michael is a very somber killer. But I think that's also what mm-hmm. plays into the strength of the first movie. I think it's why the first movie is so critically acclaimed because it is a very somber film. Um, and I, I never really give it much thought, but I love watching them like around Halloween every time in that year. Like, you know, you, you kind of want to pick them up again. Um I think it's just grown for me in that regard, especially when we watched Halloween 5 with Swedish Horror Nerd. I'm pretty sure I told you, like, we finished Halloween 5. I like, shit, I gotta go watch 6 again. This was great. <laughs> um, so, you know, you know again, yeah, not not my favorite slasher, but, like, I really have a lot of appreciation for him. I think that most of the, the later films aren't great. Um, I remember when I was younger, my brother going to watch uh, Halloween Resurrection and, like, being like, oh, sick. Like, you know, still being afraid of shit at that time and, like, not why I wanted to watch it because I was a baby at the time. Uh, but, like, wanting to he hear what he thought about it. Um, so it, I think it's cool that we're getting these new movies, you know, right now, like just kind of, I think it's cool that we're getting alien movies or we're getting movies for kind of our generation. Um, but you know, other than that, movies weren't super big for me. I definitely remember watching the, uh, Rob Zombie ones and being like, what the fuck are these? And just like hating the brutality of it. Cause it just felt like brutality for brutality's sake. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of where I stood on the franchise up until the 2018 version. Like, how about yourself?
0: Yeah, so actually, this was one of the very first... Well, the original Halloween was one of the very first horror movies I ever saw. For some reason, my dad, um, when I was a preteen, I believe, I think I was like 11 or 12, he uh, sat down with me, and we watched uh, Halloween and The Exorcist, and... Not in the same night, definitely. It was spread out over a couple months. But those were two hell of a movies to kind of, you know, start off on. Hmm. And I still don't know why. Like, he's not really... Well, he is a movie nerd, but at the same time, it was very out of character for him at the time. So, I don't know. Maybe he was just feeling a Michael Myers mood or something. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, ever since then, I, I definitely have always had an appreciation for these movies i am pretty close to the general public perception halloween one is great it's very influential for the genre it's one of the granddaddies halloween two is a you know decently satisfying follow-up although it has its problems halloween three was great for a standalone sequel four five and six kind of get a little bit iffy i never really liked the cold angle it took and the supernatural element it took as well but i you know i appreciate them for what they are. They're kind of in the vein of the Jason sequels to me. Um, Rob Zombie, I... Yeah, I was never really a big fan of those either, although there were a couple good scenes that really, really stuck out to me. And H2O, I loved. Mm-hmm. I saw that in college, um, and it was just... I thought it was great. Resurrection, eh, not so much. And that brings us to 2018. My opinion of that movie is... It definitely leaned hard into this nostalgia, but I think it did enough to kind of... Well, that's the thing about these movies. Whenever you know, you're recreating basically the same story from earlier, you want to do enough to show homage to the original, but at the same time, you don't want the viewer to feel like it's retreading the same ground again, which is something I felt like The Force Awakens failed in spectacularly. Mm -hmm. Um, But overall, you know, 2018 it definitely had its problems. I think looking back on it now, I would give it about a 7 out of 10. Uh, Some really great scenes stuck out on there, and I was excited to see where the franchise would go after that with the sequels, especially since two more were planned at that time. And I really liked the angle of Jamie Lee Curtis is, you know, spent decades now preparing for Mike and now she's a badass final girl, um, and I really, really like that angle. So, yeah, what do you think of 2018?
1: You know, I, I, so actually, my first question for you: Do you think that was colored? Like, did you find that you almost yearned for 2018 more after watching this movie? Because I think I have a better, I think I have a better view on it now after watching Halloween Kills. So did you feel that way?
0: Uh yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree. <laughs> I, I feel like there was so. much... I, I kind of got whiplash like I did from The Last Jedi now that we're on the Star Wars tangent. It's just, it's, it felt like such a different movie tonally. And it really didn't capitalize on the setup they did in the first one.
1: See, like, I, I love The Last Jedi. I will, I will go on record saying that that's my favorite of the, of the Star Wars <laughs> franchise movies. I think it's the best one. But part, partially because I, like, I don't like Star Wars. So that's probably why I enjoy it the most. Um, but, like... I felt like with this movie, because this movie was so balls to the wall, it really kind of made me appreciate the attempt at kind of somber mood and the attempt at kind of slow progression that uh, 18 took, even if it wasn't quite number, you know, back to the 1978 version. It was, like, more in line with that than this was. Um, I think it really made, made me appreciate that a little bit more. Kind of like how an AVPR came out, and made you appreciate AVP a little bit more because AVPR was, like, <laughs> fucking dumb and, like, you didn't care about the characters. And you're like, oh, wow, like... I guess they tried character it could have development. Been so much
0: worse, yeah. <laughs> exactly,
1: and I think I think it's that very same kind of thing. Where, like, again, I haven't gone back and watched 2018 again, um, which I should do, um, but it made me want to because it made me be like, maybe I was being too critical, um, because I think this movie does it, it. Worst case scenario, this movie does everything that I didn't like from uh, 2018 worse. Um, so that you know, I, I think I, I think that definitely is Shadowing my perspective, but I will say, like, now I want to say that 2018, like, you know, it was an attempt. I think that the flaws are still there. I think it didn't take the character in the way I want it to go, and that it was
0: an attempt. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Like, it's, <laughs> and I think part of Just the picture in that little trophy. Sorry, go ahead. No, no,
1: no, please. But I, <laughs> I feel like part of the issue is the H2O exists, and H2O to me will always be like the better choice of how to follow Laurie's character. Like, H2O to me is what should have happened. Hmm. Like, and I think that, that's the hard part about it is H2O in 2018 stand in such contrast that you can leave all... I know that number two doesn't happen technically. Halloween 2 doesn't technically happen in the 2018 timeline, but it, it could. And, like, these are basically just, like, two different diversion timelines at that point. And I just feel like the lore we got in... in, uh, in H2O and the other characters we kind of get in that film... Because the nurse is in that one. The same nurse that we get um, in uh, Halloween here, Kills yeah. is in that mm-hmm. one. And... Her opening fight was fucking awesome, and mm-hmm. to see her in this movie and just not get anything, I it felt like, like felt like such a robbery of that character. Um, yeah. So like, and that's the unfortunate thing about this franchise, and I think where a lot of people say, and again, much like the Alien franchise, people compare it to the original and what it could have been, and it, it as much as I'd like to say I can be impartial, I definitely cannot be. Um, and so I think the what came before is always going to be looming over these films. Um, and and you know, and to a degree, even Halloween 2018 coming up before Halloween Kills is going to be looming over Halloween Kills, um, mm-hmm. and so it definitely colors my perception. Um, but I think this did boost 2018 a little bit in my mind in terms of the <laughs> the reserve they practiced or the What do you call it when you don't you don't push too hard? The uh... restraint, restraint. Thank you. That's the right word. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, like so. Before we get you know too far into this. If you were to place this in the like the Halloween lexicon, lexicon's not the right word, but you know the the Halloween, where where this lie for you in terms of the series? Like, is it better than some? Is it the absolute worst? Where would you kind of place it among the sequels?
0: I would definitely say on the lower Mm ends. Like, I would say maybe it's ahead of Rob Zombie Halloween Two, and maybe it's ahead of Halloween Six, but beyond that, I would have a really hard time before anything else. How about
1: you? I'm actually basically the same boat. Um, I, I feel the same way. Like Halloween 1 always kind of goes back and forth for me because I think Halloween 1, I just don't like some brutality again and I don't like the very Rob zombified pass they gave him but I appreciate what he's trying to do and I think it overall is an okay movie. It's just not my movie but I think I can identify that it is a well-made movie and for what he was doing, I think he did a good job with it. Um So I think, yeah, for me, it, it sits behind there but yeah, Hall- Halloween 2 will always be sorry, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 will always kind of be at that end there. I never want to watch that really again. Um, because I feel like the other ones, like, I think there's something to be said for a campy movie. Like, you know, there's a bad movie and there's a campy movie. And, like, I think 4, 5, and 6, 4 is, you know, pretty good. But 5 and 6 are, like, bad, but, like, you kind of accept them again for the time they are made, for the genre they are part of, and for being, you know, f- 5 and 6 of a franchise. You give them some slack. And for the second movie in a highly produced highly advertised like great budget. Jamie Lee Curtis and Renner are out there talking about it and saying how important it is and stuff like for all the clout that comes with Halloween kills for it to not stand there. I think I can judge it a little bit harsher, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yes, I'm glad, I'm glad we stand the same point, same place. There. <laughs> good to know.
0: <laughs> Stage has been set. Definitely. Well, I guess uh, now that we have our little um, consensus on uh, the lead up to the series, we could dive right into Halloween Kills. Hell yeah.
1: Um, so do you want to talk about anything... I Honestly, I think the best way to do it is just kind of go through it and then we can say things we missed kind of going through it because I feel like much like with the first one, there's a lot of shit that I feel like happens in this movie and I think just kind of mm-hmm. popping through it. Um,
0: I think we should probably start with like general thoughts, first impressions, oh, sort of the thing, and then dive deep into spoiler territory because that's where I really want to get into stuff right there. Yeah, that sounds good. Overall, yeah, overall, I think my impression is it's not a very good <laughs> sequel. It is one of those middle sequels where it feels like nothing happens except for one moment at the very, very end, literally like 30 seconds before the credits roll. I really, really hated the characters in this one. I felt there were so many character assassinations all around. Um, I felt the cameos were a little bit too much at times, and the, really the only thing I can say that I liked about it uh, was the brutality was definitely turned up to 11 from this one compared to the 2018. And there were some pretty great kills. Mm. But beyond that, I just, yeah, it was not fun to watch. It really wasn't. How about you?
1: Same boat. Again, you know, to make my analogy, Alien Predator, uh Requiem, right? <laughs> we, watched, we watched that movie. You know, I told you the same thing. Like The last time I watched it, I kind of enjoyed it because I took it as a... What if this was just Wolf? What if it was just the predator going around killing people? Same thing here. If this was just Michael Myers going through these scenes, again, he's basically Jason Voorhees. Like he's not, you know, he's not my Michael, quote unquote. But like, like you said, some of the kills were very creative, and I and I thought they did a good job developing some of these side characters. But there were so many of them that it, it really kind of hurt in a degree because we didn't really to like some of the characters. A lot of Laurie's family is basically dropped for most of the film. Um, and I feel like the characters that we did follow, the ones who weren't side characters just got killed, weren't very compelling. But again, the, those moments with Michael, I thought were great. And that's kind of what, like, not the reverse of soured me. It kind of leaned me to it over time as I was thinking about it. Cause like, there were some great kills and there were some, these, so many of these side characters the, like the old couple, um, the Johns, like there's so many characters who I thought were great and so many scenes that I thought were really powerful, but then I have to completely ignore the framing of the story and all the characters that are leading the story towards its conclusion and if you have to ignore that to enjoy the movie, much like with a v p r it's not a great fucking movie <laughs> it's it's a it's a scene compilation um and I think that for me that's where it really just falls flat is like obviously that the main character in this you know we we were told it was Lori, but it's clearly not in the main character. Who steps in is not great, and I think the way you pointed out, like the homages and the bringing all these characters, was a, a fun idea, but they were poorly executed. I feel like,
0: yeah, and it just it felt way, way too pandering, especially when you think about the logistics of just like who some of these characters. Why the hell are you still in Haddonfield? Like hundred percent. Yeah, and there were sometimes during the first like twenty minutes of the movie where I literally had to pause it, and I was just like, okay, obviously the movie wants me to know who this character is. I got to look it up on Wikipedia. Oh, it's this obscure character from the very first Halloween movie that really didn't have any part of the plot whatsoever. It's just, yeah.
1: Exactly. I think that's part of the problem. I think they brought a lot back, which is really cool. But, like, they didn't really, they didn't bring it back to do much with it. Like, you know, again, we're not going to go into more spoilers later, but, like, the nurse, to bring the nurse back the way they did after she's already been brought back, a character who, like, you know, theoretically shouldn't be there. Right, like what well, Smiths robe is not uh, Haddonfield. Um, mm-hmm. Shouldn't be there. It's really weird that she's there, and it's weird that all these characters who are so involved and keep the flame of Michael going are there, but aren't in contact with Glory and all. Like, there's you know, bun- bun- I'll talk about that later. There's a bunch of stuff that kind of seems weird, but to bring them in just to give them like lip service, but then giving characters who they're introducing for the first time and who aren't who are there to be killed and giving them backstory and like, making you like them, which is great for the kills. It makes it valuable. But to give them more story and more focus than people who are, you know, franchise characters seems really weird to me. Um, yeah. And kind of the, the last thing I'll say uh, uh, before we move uh, kind of into it is like, uh, there's a great, you know, great Elmer's Prater podcast. Again, I'm going to keep going back to this, uh, called, uh, it called. No, it's actually not a great podcast. But it's an okay podcast uh, called Perfect Organism, and they have a they're they're discussing right now. Their big thing is about talk, talking about Alien Covenant, and one of the things one of the guys said he's like the best thing you can do in the middle the middle of the franchise, you know, in the Return of the uh, Empire Strikes Back, is to change things up. Right, the first movie establishes the the story. The second movie makes changes things up a lot, and then the third movie has to resolve those things. Right, the first like the, the first movie is arc, is a story within itself. The second movie changes the story that's established at the end of the first, and the third one has to fix that. But I feel like this movie, nothing happens to change, shake things up. In the end, we start with Lori in the hospital, we end with Laurie in the hospital. Yeah. Nothing, if you took out everything that happens in the middle of this, other than, like you said, that moment at the very end, which we'll, we'll talk about that later. Like, other than that, uh-huh. nothing happens in this story. Like, everything, you could forget this night. Like, Lori could have slept this entire fucking movie, woken up the next day, and nothing would have changed. Which, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of similar to the end of to Halloween 2. In a way, because Laurie is in the hospital most of the time in that movie, in the bed, and at the very end, she kind of gets up. So, if they're going for that, cool. But you also you at
0: least that movie drove the story
1: forward. Yeah, like, like, like well, revelations were made. That's where we learned that Laurie's uh-huh. was related to him and stuff. And like that, like that's what we get out of the movie. Like, it, I watched it recently, and yeah, it's pretty uh, to a degree. It's a boring movie. Michael just kills random fucking people in a hospital. But like, we, you know, we get that, and we get the final kind of showdown between him and Loomis, and that was the end of the story. So, like, cool. But this one again nothing really happens and I think what angers me the most about that is that this is again a throwaway of everything that comes before it and I, this is you know this is the new Friday nightmare and I, I can't name I so this is the new Halloween and mm-hmm. this is going to be like the, the, you know the four canon this is the better Halloween the more realistic Halloween and it just falls flat on every one of the promises we were made in the first film um
0: yeah, yeah. honestly like I just I, I thinking this as you were talking it, it does feel sometimes like all the cameos for the first movie are like Ready Player One levels. of just like, hey, remember this character? <laughs> hey, remember this part? Yeah. Just, ugh. But yes, it is very disappointing because, you know, Halloween had 2018 had its promises, definitely, but at the very least I was very interested to see where the story was going to go afterwards mm-hmm. and, you know, where Jamie and Michael were going to end up at the end of this trilogy because clearly they were building towards something. And after this movie, I'm just like, uh, uh, uh.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, this movie made me not sure what the next one's going to be about, but also, like, kind of not care. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we can talk about the end. There's one way they can bring me back to the franchise, and uh, we'll talk about that at the end. But uh, let's let's hop into it. And let's hop into it by starting off with the beginning of the movie, but also, like, the best decision they fucking made in this movie. Well, sorry.
0: All right, so I think for this point on, we do have to give a little bit. Of oh yes, spoiler good call, warning. good call. Uh, we yeah, we we have given our impression with the movie. We've definitely told that if you have not seen the movie, this is your chance to get off. Otherwise, please keep on going. Uh, again, nothing happens in this movie. But anyway, go. Well, <laughs> well
1: I, I will say again, like if you haven't seen the movie and you are like, oh, they don't like it, like I I do want to quali- I do want to qualify. I I didn't love the movie, but I do think it's worth watching. And like again, I think I will grow towards it over time. It's like, unlike. 2018 which I think I you have know I've grown a little bit after watching this I think that the kills and stuff kind of like with AVPR like it's worth watching for those things I like, think there's some really creative kills and I think these side characters are interesting so I would say that's worth it if you could dismiss the main part of the plot I would really like this movie um, so it's definitely worth watching and I I, I all the criticism I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give to it is going to come that it's still, I'd say, it's still worth watching. I'm not. I would never suggest to me not watch it. I would. I will probably still watch it every once in a while on Halloween because I think it is. The kills and stuff are kind of worth it. It's like a, it might be a fun popcorn flick to a degree. So, just before, yeah. I just want to say that. I don't want to shit on it too much. <laughs> All my shitting on it is going to be nitpicks. But I will acknowledge that I think you know it's an okay movie to a degree. Um, but that being said, into spoilers, movie starts off with with the best decision they made, which is fucking Hawkins is alive. <laughs> best thing, right? We get that, We get that opening. The kid. Who, uh, who is the jerk boyfriend, who's also in You Season 3, but it's a pretty good character in that, just tossing that out there, finds uh, Hawkins or Coach Yost or um, – who, who's the actor? Uh, Bill, Pat- Bill Patton? Is that his name? I
0: uh, don't know.
1: He's Coach Yost and – Will Patton? Will Patton, there we go. Coach Yost Remember the Titans. He records a lot of Stephen King book audiobooks. He's back. And I, I don't know if you remember, but when we talked about 2018, I was like, I'm pretty sure Lori and him had a thing. Fucking movie confirms it. I was like, yes, yep. they definitely had a thing, yep. and I wanted that to be a thing. Um, but he's brought he's brought back to do essentially fucking nothing, which is so dumb. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> but from there, we get a we get an interesting flashback, and I'm, I'm really curious about this flashback. So we get a flashback to 1978 or whatever the first movie takes place again, um, and it's Hawkins as a I guess like young cop because they imply that him and Laurie are for the same age, right? They do, yes. And we, we get this, and like the thing that I really liked is we get this um, him and this other police officer going around trying to find Michael that night after he walks away after getting shot six times. Um, and you get this little story of like uh, this other cop kind of talking about how he like knew Michael growing up and how like, you know, he used to go over his house and like his parents kind of come play and he's always like, you know, standing outside watching his window. And I thought that was an interesting idea to see other community members like remember Michael not as a killer, mm-hmm. but it fucking goes nowhere, right? He they they goes. <laughs> they, they go They go back to the Myers house because we're setting up a theme here you go back to the Myers house They the cop goes and stands in Michael's viewing place I guess Michael just used to stare out the window all the time as a kid for some reason and Michael fucking like gets him and like how do you feel about Michael's speed there did he feel like he was fucking running for the first time in the series to you
0: uh, yeah a little bit I don't remember that scene exactly 100% but I did have a little a couple problems with the scene too um so it, it he eventually gets the guy up to the top, and again, it, it's one of those things where the movie tries way too hard on those references. Like in the very first movie, Doctor Loomis says, "Oh, and he killed the dog too," and then this time they actually show the
1: dead dog. Oh God! Like, like we, we talk about that for a moment. Do you know why he killed the dog? Yeah, yeah, go Do you ahead. remember why he killed the dog? No. Do you, do you remember the through line they keep fucking bringing up in these movies? He eats dogs. They 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 keep implying in other movies that he eats dogs. Like, he, he, he goes and he, eats, he like, that's what he eats. Cause everyone's like, what was Michael eating during that time? And the, the common thread they brought up in a couple movies, I think even the Rob Zombie movie, that he eats dogs. And that, hmm. that was, just, like, why why hammer that in? Again, you restart the franchise again, right? You yeah. restarted it. And, you know, again, Michael just got out Smith's Grove, like, that night. And then he comes over to Lori's house. In between those times, he had time to go eat a dog. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> brought back to the Myers house and ate a dog? Like, can can we stop with this weird dog eating thing? Like, I don't know why, like... <laughs> Like, okay, guys, we're going to get rid of... They're He's no creepy enough
0: already, like, you know? You, you, yeah. Uh, it's like, there's
1: no longer siblings. There's no cold of thorn, but we're going to keep the dog. I that's really fucking important. Like, <laughs> of all the things to keep, as soon as I saw that, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> but and I think this movie also starts off, like, not starts off, but has show, introduces that trend that we're going to see throughout the movie of people who know Michael Myers is in a fucking house separating. In this movie, that happens, like, 20 fucking times. And this oh, is yes. just our first it's case. So annoying. Uh huh. In the same fucking house, same room. It's the same thing all, every fucking time. Yeah. So, right, What's continue?
0: Yeah. So um, you know, the, the opening scene is the detective or the cap uh, goes up, and his partner is strangled by Michael Myers. And this is the part that kind of threw me for a loop because, like, it wasn't like there was an instant kill or anything like that. Michael Myers did not have a knife up to his neck or anything. He was like slowly strangling him. And what happens was um, the cop shoots his partner and it's a misfire goes through the neck and he accidentally kills his partner. And that's just a whole bunch of source of guilt that again, doesn't really go anywhere. But I mean, like, I don't know. I've never been in a situation like that. Wouldn't you want to get a little closer to make sure that you got the shot? Okay. No, Or is this one of those things where just Mike Myers was just like, well, he could snap his neck anyway?
1: See, I was thinking the same thing. I was kind of wondering, like, why do you shoot from so far away? And I get in this case he's a rookie cop is, like, I guess what we're going off of here. But, yeah, like, he could have gotten closer. He could have waited a little bit to see was going to go on. Like, or yeah, like, get closer. We're going to put the gun to his head and fire. Like, you know, like – and I get, like, you know, Michael in this movie apparently is a master at arms. But, you know, in that film he was, what, a 20-year-old guy who, like, you know, got out. Like, it, it felt like a weird decision throughout this movie I made. But yeah, that was a really awkward one. And what stood out to me more is he shoots this guy in the neck, right? Mm-hmm. And we get the guy, you know, Michael's like, peace, and gets out. Doesn't, you know, shoots at him like five times down the stairs, misses every fucking time. Like, come on, buddy. Yes. Um, <laughs> but then after that, he goes back to the car. Because
0: if we know one thing for Michael Myers, we know
1: he goes fast. Yeah, yeah, right? right go, like, this, this guy's a fucking idiot. Like, I, I, again, I love that he. <laughs> I love who he is in the future, but, like, not not great in this. And I built up my own headcanon in the first movie after we learned about him as a character. So, like, I was kind of sad to see him just be inept, but, um, his buddy's dying on the ground, right? He's still alive. He's talking to him, right? He's like, do we get him? Do we get him?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Fucking staunch the wound. (laughs) You know? Like, this guy's fucking bleeding out the neck, like, insane amounts. And I'm like, buddy, if you just fucking, like, maybe, like, you know, cover up the wound, like, the kid does, like, the fucking, like, high schooler does for you when he finds you. Like, Like, fucking 20 years, 40 years down the road, a fucking high schooler does the same thing for you, and you got stabbed in the neck, like... You
0: public education has come a long way. Apparently,
1: because this guy, like, I was, I was watching. I was like, "Are, are you not gonna, you're, you're not gonna like do something?" Like, first off, you know, run to the side of the stairs, shoot down at Mike because Mike's going in a forward pattern. That helps, but also, like, yeah, go stop this guy's wound, idiot. Um, and then is that I, at the end of that? Is that where we see them capture Mike? And oh yeah, because after that, yeah, but he, Michael goes outside and there's cops there. And this time, Michael's like, yep. "Oh God, you guys got more guns? I don't have a hostage. I, I'm good." And uh, Loomis, uh, I don't know who the fuck is playing Loomis, pops up and is like.
0: I actually have something there. Oh, you do? So, Go for it. Yes. A lot of people thought it was CGI, um, and they were just like, wow, that looks really, really good for CGI. Uh, but no, it was actually an actual actor, and I think it was the director. Was, let, me, what? let me verify that real quick.
1: Is Joseph Gordon Green. Or whatever his name is. His name is. Uh, what Joseph Green's uh, it. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's see.
0: Let's see. Uh no, art director. I'm sorry. Uh yeah, Loomis is uh, Tom Jones Jr. Um, is the art director, and apparently he just had such a striking resemblance. Um, that they let him you know act out that one scene, which you know I thought went fine. Yeah,
1: no. Like, I think like, honestly that didn't seem weird to me at all. I thought, I thought like they did a good job, and honestly I'd always rather than have them do some makeup and shit than like the uncanny valley that just looks worse and worse as time goes on, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but I love it, though, because he's like, did Michael kill again? Did Michael kill again? And he's just like, uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe he did. <laughs> like, I, I like think to me, like, that that opening there was really a heavy hand on what this movie was going to be, because you could tell they thought that that was, like, a dramatic thing. Like, oh, did Michael kill? Or was the person, the people who killed the society? Is it the cops? Like, you know, that I think it was bringing up, it, they, I think they thought they were making a more dramatic statement than they were with that statement yeah can
0: we can we can we can we we go with that like a little bit right there there's such a big thing throughout the movie about oh it's michael myers that's really turning these people into monsters it's the uh okay what's the play the 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 house at the end of beale street or something like that
1: oh the house yeah yeah i know about yeah
0: yeah, um, but um, I think it's be illustrated. The, the Twilight Zone episode, too. Yeah, that's a common thing throughout the whole thing. And I'm just like, no, Michael didn't plan any of this shit. He just wanted to go back to his childhood room and chill. <laughs>
1: so, And I think I have a note on that somewhere, too, later on, like where they, where they say, that, like, Michael made us do this. It's like, no, he didn't. You guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> like, Michael made you guys do shit. Like, Mike-
0: Everyone in this movie is so infuriating, and they ruin just,
1: uh Yeah, anyway, we'll get right. to it. So, so Michael gets caught, captured outside, which is and like, and Loomis is going to shoot him, I guess, and he's like, "Don't do it." But I think that will come out later. But yeah, uh, Yoast doesn't let him kill uh, Loomis, or Loomis kill Mike, um, which you know, like, makes sense. He's a tw- again twenty something year old guy, uh, deranged. Probably not like you know, killing somebody with mental illness probably isn't the best choice tossing that out there. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, all the cops get him down. They beat him down a little bit, which is kind of awkward. And then we get our title sequence, which is just like infinite pumpkins.
0: <laughs> okay. It's like
1: the Halloween thing. I, I kind of like that. I dug it to a degree in the sense that, like, if we think of pumpkins as, like, death, it's just, like, infinite deaths, or, like, you know, infinite occurrence of this happening, which I, I kind of like. Um, I don't know. I, I thought that was a nice little intro. Um, but then we cut, then that kind of leads us into the bar scene. Um, and this is where we meet a lot of our cast. So we we basically meet uh, all of Lori's, they call them Lori's friends, the bartender does. Um, but basically we get uh, Tommy Doyle from the first movie. Uh, Lindsay Wallace, who's also the girl from the first movie. So he's a 2 kids she babysat. Um, Nurse Chambers, which is the one, girl who Michael kind of stole the car from the first one. And Lonnie, don't know what the fuck his last name is, um, who is the bully kid who kind of bullied um, Tommy in the first movie. Right? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're all hanging out at a bar together on Halloween night, the same night as uh, the ni- sorry 19, 2018 film, right? It's, it's, it's all the same night. They're, I guess, they're not even at a celebration because it's supposed to be four years later in their world too, right, Dan?
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I guess these guys just get together every Halloween at a bar and, like, hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, And they're at a talent show, I guess, and we get this really weird fucking thing. They're like, oh, a talent show. Tommy, come up here. You're going to do bird whistle or something. And he, like gives them the story of Michael Myers if they aren't all fucking living in the town where this tragedy occurred.
0: (laughs) Okay, so I have a problem with that. So, you live in a fairly major city in the northeast, and I grew up in the Chicagoland area, and I live in a fairly major city in the southeast. If even in... No, 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 I'm going to pause right there. I grew up In a Illinois suburb, just like Haddonfield, Illinois, like that was a thing. If somebody said, "Hey, go into a bar during a talent show," we're going to remember these two people that were killed forty years ago. No one would give a shit. No.
1: Well, like, well, yeah, they might feel sad. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it, it, yeah, it would feel sad, but it's just like, dude, it's a talent show. Rid the room. Well,
1: like. But also, Tommy, <laughs> the thing that pissed me off about this is Tommy doesn't go there to remember them. Tommy fucking goes up there for self-promotion. He talks about Michael. He talks about the boogeyman, you know, who had the power beyond mortal man. I wrote that down as a quote, so apparently he <laughs> says that at some point. Idiot. But um, he does that, and he's, like, talking about how the boogeyman could get you. But what he says is, let's remember the ones who survived. And he mentions Lori. Then he also gives a big old thumb to himself and the other three. And he's like, let me, let me list off all the people here. It's like, if you ever see the movie, uh, musical Hades Town, they, uh, they open it up by listing off all the people like, oh, there's Hades, there's this person, you know, it's kind of like a fun, like, interest in the crowd kind of thing. It's like that. And he like lists off like the different people who survived. Like it's like a fucking like roll call or like a, you know, they're coming up with a fucking sports arena. Um, it's, it's so fucking weird. And he, it, it, again, he's like, let's raise a glass of those to those who survive. It's like, he basically said, like, buy me a drink. Because, like, that's what happens. Some guy's like, oh, man, you survived that thing that night? Let me buy you a beer. Fucking Tommy Doyle, you fucking <laughs> saw the shape. He does
0: this every day. <laughs> like, it's, it, He does this every week. Oh, my God. He seems like the asshole it's who does that. 40 years and two weeks since the boogeyman <laughs>
1: But, like, he, he's doing this whole fucking thing. You didn't invite Laurie. Laurie's not there. Like, it's uh-huh. it's 40 years from them, right? And he knows so much about Michael Myers. Do you know that he's getting moved from, from fucking uh, where the hell he is that night? Do you know? Because Laurie's uh-huh. freaking out about that. You don't want to go comfort her? Again, also, this we're, inc- we're implying that this is only after Halloween 1. So he hasn't come back in Halloween 6, right? Tommy Doyle was fucking great as Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd was great as Tommy Doyle. Halloween 6, whatever. It's Paul Rudd. I would always watch that. But, like, this Tommy Doyle kind of saw the shape, ran the fuck away from the shape. That's about all he and Lindsay really got from the first movie, right? They, didn't, like, they weren't terrorized by Michael. They never met Michael. Michael didn't, like, attack mm-hmm. them. Michael never came after them. So what the fuck is this, is this shit he's saying? Nurse Chambers has more of an issue with Michael Myers than he does. Nurse, nurse, he fucking stole a car from Nurse Chambers. That's fucking terrifying. Lonnie ran can we
0: also say, into him. Can we also say, too, Yeah. how did they all know each other? Like, he, this is just the odd couple people. It was just like all the cameo people. Would these people really be friends, like, honestly? Well,
1: I think everybody except for the nurse makes sense. Because uh, Lindsay and Tommy were, were, like, you know, grew up. Together, they're friends. Lonnie was their bully, but you know, bullies become friends when you're younger. Yeah, the fact that there's like a a nurse who must have been like 30 or 40 or you know some some age at that time when that happened is kind of weird that she's drinking with these, you know, kids. But you know, I guess as you get older, you know, the age gap kind of disappears. But you know, it it is just really weird that she's she's there with them and they're all kind of hanging out. And again, on Halloween night, like I don't know they like I don't know what the deal is. I don't think apply this every year, but it, it. it felt very contrived for like a way to just have all these characters in one place,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and again for characters who weren't very very present in the first movie to be scarred yeah. like this and almost seeming like like scarred by this and talking it, talking it up but not addressing Laurie. I think at one point they're like, you know, Laurie, wherever you are, you know, you fucking rock, but like <laughs> you don't know where Laurie is. She's in the town. She's the person of the fucking complex. She's the crazy lady of the town. Like, do you, do you not support her? It's
0: not a big town. It's not a big time.
1: And when Lori was like, guys, Michael's getting released tonight. We gotta fucking keep this shit. She went to her daughter and not to the kids who survived it, who clearly go in every Halloween and talk about it. That she wasn't like, yo, Tommy, um, do you wanna like watch this guy get transferred with me and see if it goes okay? That that wasn't the conversation. like we're bringing in these characters who know of it, are aware of it, and seem to be just as like, you know, bothered by it as she is, and we they weren't mentioned in the first movie when she was flipping out about it. Yeah. I know. See it's it's weird to me. Um but let's see. So then after that I think we get we get the Lori scene, right? We get the Laurie and them on their uh on their little ride back uh, on the back of that truck. Let it
0: burn. Yeah. yeah. Let Which it burn. I did like. Like that was a scene in the trailer and I, I did like it. How about you?
1: Well let it burn was was the end of the first movie. Or no, are you are, Well,
0: no, they burned out the, no, no, when Lori is screaming, Let it burn, let it burn that wasn't the first movie, Yeah, was It was,
1: yeah. But, that, I
0: thought, no, I thought it was just like literally they burned it down and...
1: No, that, that's how it...
0: Oh, no, no, no. She's saying let it burn, but like screaming as the ambulance has come back and everything like that, let it burn, let it burn. Yeah, that,
1: that's how the movie ended. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that, that part wasn't new, so... Okay,
0: okay. Don't you credit that's, this
1: guy, well, his like own movie. <laughs> but, well, okay, so, so what did you think about... So the next thing we have is Michael breaking out of the house. I don't know how else to describe it. What did you think about the firefighters versus Michael Myers?
0: Um... Yeah, I mean, definitely it set the tone. It was just like, okay, this movie's going to be a little bit more brutal. It's going to be a little bit more crazy. Uh, definitely, you know, real life, those firefighters would have been like, nope, not our job. We'll call the police. We're getting the fuck out of here. And then also, too, just like firefighters actually running into the burning building. They have no idea if anyone is in there. They, I mean, uh, they know. They probably know that Lori lives there, a crazy lady by herself. But I, don't, I wouldn't feel like they'd be rushing on in
1: there. Well, I wonder if they saw the cops. What, what do I know? Did they see the cops outside, maybe? Like we never really address. Uh, yeah. Well, I think we get a scene of it later. Of them being like, "Oh God, look at these, co- look at these cops!" And this one has this fucking like head on fire, like, like carved in a pumpkin. But we don't really see the the firefighters reacting to that because wouldn't they be like, "Maybe let's take this a little slow, guys." <laughs> like this is kind of weird. But yeah, no, yeah. but I, I agree. Like, I like this scene. Like, like when I saw this in the trailer when it came out months ago, I was like, "Oh God, what the fuck?" Because like to me, like this feels like a Jason movie. Like Michael doesn't. He, he had that weird, awkward scene in Halloween 4 where he took down a crowd, but, like, Michael doesn't take people on in a crowd. That's not, like, what he does. And Jay-
0: he does in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Good point.
1: <laughs> but, like, you know, like, like Jason kind of does that. Not really, but, like, it felt more like a Jason thing. And, like, what you said, like, you know, the, these guys have halogens and stuff. Like, the first kill makes sense. It's surprise. That's what Mike does, right? He appears, surprise, boom, gotcha. Second guy, <laughs> surprise, boom, gotcha. But as soon as he comes out of the door with a Halligan in his hand and he's, like, Walking down the steps, and these guys are like, "Let's go!" And one guy fucking sprays the hose at him, <laughs> which I get because like those are supposed to be really fucking strong. But like the fact that he just held it and waited for Mike to kill him, like it, it's 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 like what we see later in the movie, where it's a lot of everybody attacks him out separate times and just lets him kill people. And the fact that this man who has been withering away in a penitentiary for. Forty years, you know, ten years before that, whatever, got shot a bunch of times in his youth. Like the fact that he is able to overpower these men who, like, theoretically, I'm sure, much like the police, he probably have to have some physical requirements to do this, and probably are more active and have weapons that they, you know, use. The fact that he overpowers all of them is just dumb and insane. Like, I get that it was like the the power moment of the film, but it was just it it knocked me out of it.
0: Yeah, and that's another thing too that I feel like we really should touch on and I don't know, man, I don't know that I think we're going to get the whole of this just there's so much to talk about here. But the Original 2018, the premise was kind of, this is going to be a little bit more grounded Michael Myers. You know, we're not going to have any of the cold stuff. We're not going to have any of the weird stuff. It's just going to be, this is a really severely messed up man who ends up being super powerful, and he just exists to kill. And that's all he wants to do, and that's what's terrifying about him. But this one definitely hammed up the supernatural angle. Like, they didn't explicitly state it, but, you know, the punishment that Michael takes throughout this movie and... The whole ending scene where, you know, the, 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 the townspeople knock him down and he still stands back up as Laurie is making the monologue about how he's not really human. He's just pure evil. Like, it really felt like they backtracked upon that. And that really disappointed me.
1: No, I completely agree. I think I think this movie was really taking back what the first movie set up and, like, what the first movie promised to us. And I think this, yeah, this scene, it just epitomizes that. Like, the fact that he, like, the, the word like, the way he grabbed the guy with a saw and turned it back on him. And I was like, dude, well, mm-hmm. like... Oh, like you, like also, you think the guy with the saw wouldn't turn the saw off when he starts coming towards He wouldn't let like, go of the button that, like, makes the saw... Those things have hey. so many safety things on them. He wouldn't, like, oh, I don't want to die by this.
0: I'm just glad we had a handsaw kill, oh, unlike uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. That's, um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what was going through my head when I watched
1: that. I I, I don't blame you for that. I don't blame you for that. <laughs> um, but then after that, we get a nice little scene of lawyer at the hospital. And th- so I don't know about you. For me, the best... The best um, okay. Who would you say is the best character in this movie? Who do you like the most? Who are you who is your favorite character? Who like who is the best character in this movie would you say? Oh, you can't say my
0: not. Uh, no 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 no. Um you know, Laurie was my favorite in the last one. This one definitely uh what's her name? Karen. Karen the daughter is Bucking, definitely my favorite right. character in this one. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Karen is the best movie.
0: Everyone else was just. Ugh.
1: But it's weird too, cuz like Karen the first one, you know, there's the great the Gotcha scene. Classic. Amazing, best thing in that movie. But mm-hmm. Karen or Trudy Greer and Karen as Karen in this movie is the best part. Um so we get we get Laura in the hospital and we get like one of the few humanizing moments I feel like we get in this film, which is Karen like crying about the fact that her husband's dead. She's like, looking at her wedding ring and like crying. And you're like, Oh yeah, like her husband like literally just died like a couple hours ago, maybe. Like maybe an hour ago. And we get this nice scene of her like, you know, being strong for Lori, Laura goes into surgery, it's like, all right, you know, daughter whatever, you you good and like walks into a room by herself and cries. And I thought that was great. I thought that was like one of the few moments in the movie where I'm like, that's a good point moment to leave us to kind of like give us. Because I thought that was good for a character. And just like you know, showing the emotional ramifications for these movies, which you don't I feel like get in a lot of slash movies. You don't really get this set the, that scene of somebody just like grieving, you know? Yeah. Um So I thought that was awesome. Um and then what comes after that? We get so after that there's a, there's a kill of some of a couple um, this this older man and his wife, um, they just get, Michael just destroys them viciously, uh, stabs the guy, like, with, like, eight different knives, it feels like. He just, like, skewers this guy.
0: I, I did really like that scene, honestly. Yeah. No. I, I, so. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it just, I, I really, I thought that was the best kill in the movie because it was like Michael was testing out knives. He was just like, whoop, step, nah, don't like that one, let's try another one. Whoop, yeah, that one's a little bit better, let's keep going. Whoop, uh, yeah, that's the one, that's the knife I'm going to use.
1: Hmm. No, I, I agree. I think I think like it reminds me like kind, kind of like how I feel like the Halloween 2018 that got kind of that uh, tracking shot kill. It's like roughly I feel like the same, probably the same time stamp ish that happens in this movie. Like it feels like a very like Michael Myers kill. Yeah, there's a little bit of extra gore, but like again, like you said, it kind of makes sense. If we're doing this childlike thing, it it makes sense. Um, and I like too that again we we get how to say it we we get character drawing these two in like two seconds. Right, we see them for like you know maybe five minutes in the film. But I feel like I like these characters. Like, they they, they have the joke about, like, oh, you got some Beaujolais Nuevo, and, like, they're playing with the little, uh, the drone. Like, I feel like I liked these characters. These characters endeared me really quickly. And so when they got dispatched and the wife watches her husband die, like, you know, it, it, like, it made you feel a little bit. Like, you you felt sympathy for these characters. And that's what I was talking about at the beginning. I feel like you get all these nice side characters you really kind of care about, and then they just get, you know, immediately axed in this situation. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I think that was a really good kill. I think this is also where we get the weird, Mike does the head tilt again. I think mm. when he, when he, yeah, he, he stabs, he stabs the wife in the neck with a fluorescent tube, right? Yeah. And then it does the head nod, head tilt, which I don't, I don't know about you. Like I liked the head tilt in the first movie. I thought it like, you know, again, it was an inquisitive nature. Felt really weird. And oh, I thought yeah. like they just did it in this movie for fun. Like, uh, Michael does head mm. tilt. I, d- I didn't like it. Uh, wasn't my fan. Wasn't a fan of it. Um, but yeah, I think, that, I think that scene overall was pretty good. Um, yeah. But yeah, so then-
0: yeah, and it's just like this... I mean, we we talked about this already, but this movie has so, so many characters. And what they try and do is they give you a little minor character, they assign some sort of quirk about them, like, hey, the old guy's really, really into his drone, or, uh, you know, the, the gay couple with their sense of decor and all that. Um, but I just... If there's too much going on these minor characters that were being introduced to the old characters who were having a cameo the whole thing going on with the Strodes and the sheriff and all of that there's just there's way too much going on in this movie
1: yeah so I think the next scene is even a great way to show what how this thing is overstuffed because the next thing we get we get this doctor and this nurse who are dressed as a nurse and doctor which I thought was kind of I will say that was kind of funny again these characters these side characters are great there's, there's a doctor and nurse who are going out uh, and the doctor, she's just as a nurse, and the nurse is just as a doctor, which I think was like a fun little thing. Um, they're going to their car after Tommy gives a scary speech, um, after the town realizes that the shit's going down. There's a news report about Michael Myers, you know, killing those cops and stuff. And they go into their car. They find somebody in the car. They get out, and they're like, oh, shit. And Tommy Doyle, you know, our hero, steals I this— I fucking hate like this literally the biggest piece of shit in this movie. People. He uh-huh. he goes and takes the bat. He said the, the, the bartender has a speech about how this his his dad or his grandfather had this bat that he would use to like get rid of assholes who come to the bar, and it was this you know this family heirloom to a degree of this fucking baseball bat. Tommy just fucking takes it. He's like, I got this, and goes outside to confront this guy who's in this couple's car. And the first
0: Tommy does is just like, Yeah, I'll take Michael with the bat. He's like,
1: I got this. And the first thing he does, he fucking <laughs> hits their windshield with the fucking bat. <laughs> what? He's like, oh, there's somebody in the car, and he hits the windshield. The cops, if I was the cop, I'd be fucking furious. I'd be like, so you just hit my car with a baseball bat to stop <laughs> this guy who's in the car already and like has the keys and is revving it up? Like, what the fuck do you think you're going to do, Tommy? Like, you just damaged my car, you asshole. And you didn't hit the guy. What the fuck? <laughs> and I feel like that's like the Tommy Doe we get. He's like, a, just a fucking idiot. Cause the guy, you know, the person in the car crashes and gets away and they're like, oh, well that didn't work out. I guess we maybe shouldn't have done that. I don't know. Um, and that's that scene. And like you said, it, it's an overstuffed movie and that was a scene that wasn't really necessary. It comes back later, but it was stupid. It didn't, didn't progress the plot, didn't do anything. It was just like a random ass scene. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that happens. We, we kind of catch up. Uh, I'm trying to think of what even goes from there. From there we, we get to meet our other side characters uh, we get big John and little John. And I will say, I love the scene of, I think, cause I think big John's the short John, right? Big John, short John, little John's tall John. Yeah. yeah. So sort of the episode. yeah. So little John who looks like Kristen Slater to me is jamming to some Halloween music and fucking making charcuterie. <laughs> it's <fucking> amazing. <laughs> these guys are the best. Um, and basically the, these two guys are guys who, uh, have are living in, um, Michael Myers old house. He's living in the old Myers house. Um, you know, which again, if Michael Myers escaped and in the past he went there, why aren't there cops outside of there immediately? Why aren't there cops immediately outside this fucking house as soon as this happens? Um, they're being charcuterie. They're living their best life. They're staying on Halloween. Some kids try to pull a prank. They're assholes. Um, Though I will say there is a scene with one of the kids, these kids, they come up and they're like, hey man, like uh, our buddy ate your candy and he had a razor blade in his mouth, which I'm like, is that a callback to Halloween too? Because in Halloween 2, there's a scene where a kid goes in the hospital and he has a little razor blade stuck in his mouth, and his mom's like, "It's all right, man. It's all right." You know, it's like, "Oh, I could see it. Yeah, yeah, it could be." I don't know. I I I almost forgot about that scene, but I watched Halloween 2 recently. I was like, "That's fucking gross." Like, oh god. (laughs) It's like, oh. That's all. We're we're just introducing these characters essentially, Um, and then we kind of cut back to um, the hospital, and we get this weird scene where the cops are interviewing Laurie Strode's uh, where Karen, and then. What's Karen's daughter's name? Do you know her name?
0: Uh, let's see. Karen Allison, something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. And I think Allison. And there's
1: this weird scene where they basically say that Michael Myers didn't intend to come after Laurie in the first movie. And they're like, no, no, Sartain brought him here. Sartain brought Michael. The, the girl says, "Like you know, Sartain brought Michael to Laurie, and that's why he came after Laurie. It wasn't this grudge grudge match. Which, how did you feel about that? Because, like, I know the big thing that everyone talked about in 2018 was that they're no longer siblings, so, like, why does it matter? And then...
0: Yeah, and this one felt like, too, where just, again, I had that very Last Jedi whiplash feel of, oh, okay, so they're completely backtracking on that particular plot point. Okay, well, are you going to do something a little bit more interesting, or is it just a gacha for the sake of gacha? And currently, the way this movie went, it was just like, okay, well, it doesn't really go anywhere after that.
1: Well, cause I think the defense people had was like, no, no, he's coming after her because she's the one that got away, right? Everyone was like, no, no, she's the one that got away. That's why he's after her. It's not because they're siblings, because she's the one that got away. But then we learn in this movie that Sartain was like, no, I'm going to bring brought him to you. Like, you know, it was Sartain who brought Michael to her. It wasn't even the, you're the one that got away. It was literally because this doctor wanted them to get together. And I'm like, can you fucking make up your mind? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, so you're saying Lori doesn't matter. Which, like, I guess this movie really tells us that because Lori's not fucking in this movie. <laughs> like,
0: someone on Reddit was just like, Laurie spent the entire movie just healing in the hyperbolic time chamber. I was like, <laughs> yes, that is the best way to describe how it feels.
1: 100, uh, 100%. And, like, it's so funny, though, because, like, they're like, you know, throughout this time, Karen's like, you know, no, no, Michael's dead. You did it. Good job, Lori. Rest, heal yourself. And then her fucking like, daughter comes in and is like, now, Michael's alive. He's fucking out there. He fucking failed. And, I'm like, <laughs> and like, I just imagine the eye roll on Karen's head of, like, can you fucking stop? <laughs> like, my mom is old and was tortured by this guy. We're trying to give her peace. She might be dying that she killed this guy who was plaguing her dreams for years. And you fucking ruined it. <laughs> and, like, you know, again, from here, uh, Tommy comes up and is like, yo, Lori, I got this. I'm going to get Michael. You're good. you protecting me. I'll protect you. He fucking breaks into a room. Like... This fucking idiot. And this is where we kind of get this this weird... What do you call it? Like, is it a mob? Is it a mob? Is it, is it a lynch mob, essentially, that we get here at this point in time in the film?
0: Oh, yeah. No, definitely. They were trying to... This is the point where Tommy Doyle basically riles them up into a frenzy. And this is one the, my most hated B-plot in this entire movie. Um, so there's a vigilante mob that is tracking um, Michael throughout the entire movie, led by Tommy Doyle. And the theme that they're trying to put across, which they so eloquently state about two-thirds of the way through the movie, is, you know, this is, Michael's not the real monster, man is the real monster, or the mob mentality is the real monster. And it just falls so flat. No. Especially because since they keep chanting, evil dies tonight, like, so often. Like, we get the point, guys. We get the point.
1: Well, and again, like, evil dies tonight is this big thing, right? But let's look back at what Michael has actually done. He killed his sister when he was a child. He killed three people, maybe four, in 1978. And then he came back and killed, you know, admittedly a good amount, like seven people possibly, you know. Mm. But, like, over the course of the years, like not that many. And the entire town, now they decide to get on this guy's case. And, again, like, he just killed these people. Like, yeah, crazy. But, like, what the fuck are you guys going to do? Other than find him, possibly. Like that, but like these people who didn't seem to fucking know who Michael Myers was, right? He, like, uh, Tommy gave that speech and people were like, oh, fucking, oh, we're learning about this killer that has <laughs> plagued our community for the past apparently 40 years. Weird. And now they're all fucking like up in arms about him. Like, what the fuck? Like, if Michael Myers is this infamous thing, great. But if he's this thing that this guy at a bar rants about drunkenly, you know, every fucking year, like, He's, he's not. A, he's not. He's not in the public consciousness, right? He's not someone that everybody knows and is ready to risk their lives and throw into a slurry for. Like I, I've heard a lot of conversation. Um, I think that Laurie, sorry, not Laurie, um, who's her actress, Jamie Lee Curtis. I think a lot of what is confusing about this movie, they they were saying that this movie is very reflective of what happened uh, in 2020 and 2021 in terms of these mob mentality, um, the riots that occurred during yes. that time. Uh-huh. And first off, this movie was made in two thousand nineteen. <laughs> so No. <laughs> don't 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 you fucking say that this movie is a reflection of that when this movie came out before that. But also like, no, these are fucking idiots. That was civil unrest like like to equate civil unrest due to like racial profiling is what caused one of them and then just like I don't even know what to say about the January sixth incident. But like to equate, because I think they originally said Black Lives Matter when when after that happened. They originally, they said it was that when that came out. I think I remember. Like to equate those two things is insane. To equate like inequality to a murderer who is like you know murdering a town, I think is a very different thing. And I, and I, it seems very opportunistic to say that this is reflective of that. Like I, I don't know how did like. Did, did you read any of that, like, uh, about, like, and, like, see any of the promotion where they were talking about how this is a reflection of today's society?
0: Yeah, and it felt very ham-fisted, even on that point. I mean, obviously, it's—we're we're both liberal, you know, we both support the movements, but this, this movie was not—did not need to attach itself to that. It, it, it was very, very clearly they were trying to ham-fist it in.
1: Well, I thought what was interesting, too. Is So we get all this going on, and who's in the middle of all this? Who's trying to stop it? Karen. And Karen is, like, the thing, the reason that I think, I don't know about you, but the reason, part of the reason I love Karen in this movie is because she's the opposite of Tommy. She's like, you guys are fucking insane. You're going to get somebody hurt. We have people who are trained for this. Granted, in these movies, they fucking suck at it. But we have people <laughs> who are trained to do this. And you...
0: can we Can we just... Can we just, I'm sorry, I just no. want to talk about the scene with the nurse and where she tries to shoot Michael Myers and then Michael opens up the car door and she shoots herself. Oh,
1: oh, 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 yeah. Let's talk about the whole thing. I can love that scene. So, because <laughs> this is slightly concurrent with that, I guess, right? So this is, because yeah. this is happening. Right. So, so Tommy Doyle rounds up his crew, right? And he's like, guys, we're going to go, we're going to go see Laura. You guys go look for Michael. So in the car are, um, Lindsay, who is the little girl from the first movie, um, the nurse, uh from the first movie and the doctor and nurse couple. And is anybody else with them? It's just them, right?
0: I think it's just them. Maybe. Yeah,
1: so they're they're driving around and they see some kids uh you know playing on a swing set. They go up to them like, yo, kids on swing set, what the fuck's wrong? Or Lori does or that no, Lindsay does. She's like, uh hey guys, you should go home. This is like not safe. And they're like, oh what the fuck are you talking about? That guy like keeps peeking out around the corner and shit, hiding? It's like a fucking hide uh, and go seek game. Um and they you know talking about Michael. And Michael comes out with the mask of the kid they're talking about bloody, which I i thought, I thought this actually, I think this scene was great. I thought this was one of the better scenes, yeah. I did too. Um, and then what happens from there, Dan? Because I think, I think you get, I want to let you explain that one to us.
0: Uh, so basically, what happens is the driver, uh, gosh, what's her name? I don't even really remember who she was. Was it Lindsay? Yeah, Lindsay got
1: out of the car. Lindsay's the one who got out of the car, yeah,
0: yeah, Lindsay gets out of the car, um, and basically, she goes on over to, um, Talk to a couple of the asshole kids that fake the whole Razor Blade plank on Big John and Little John earlier in the movie. And of course, you know, after the group has been split up, Michael starts stalking the car with the doctor, nurse, and uh, Marion as well. And it's basically this whole thing where they struggle really pathetically <laughs> against Michael. Uh, Marion shoots all the windows out after she says, you know, she knows how to use a gun. Um, Doesn't shoot the Michael climbs up on top of the back of the car. Doesn't shoot the ceiling. Just decides to shoot the glass in the car. Does she? Of course, Michael. Does she shoot? Yeah, she shoots the glass.
1: I I I was so confused why her gun was (laughs) empty. Okay, I thought they just gave her an empty gun.
0: (laughs) No, Michael like reaches his hands down and then just shoots, and then the glass breaks and. It's just like okay, so you're weakening your defenses against all this as you're going around. Anyway, long story short, um, so Michael does kill them all. But what I'm talking about is the nurse tries to shoot Michael, and it's an established she doesn't really know how to shoot. And Michael just opens up the car door basically, and then it causes the gun to kind of pull back, and then sh- she shoots herself in the face. See, and it's just it's, I, I actually it's ridiculous. I didn't like
1: that. Like so because I think that so so like I, I think we're we're glancing over another tragedy, which is the nurse. Uh, so again, Michael, like, like Dan said, Michael jumps on the car, which why the fuck would you do that? Like, what a weird thing. What yes. a weird, cause it's not like a small car either. It's like a, it's like a hatchback Jeep or something. Like it's like a high car. He jumps on that bitch and is on there. Um, but we get this weird scene where he opens the door and the nurse is like, this is for Dr. Loomis or Sam Loomis. I don't know if she does his full name. I don't know what the fuck he says. Sam Loomis would make more sense cause she knows him, but like, you know, and she shoots and the gun's empty and he just fucking like chokes the fuck out of her, which is, <laughs> which again, insane death for this character who got such a great fight in h2o In h2o she fucking like dealt blows to michael it was insane it's like if you haven't seen it go back and watch the opening to h2o it is so good and the fight she puts up is insane and to have her die basically with a possibility of killing like, i get it because like oh she could have killed him if she had a bullet to have her die in that way where she has an empty gun just feels like such a fucking like slap in the face to that character That they brought her back just to have have her be an idiot like, we have Lori who was traumatized and, you know, armed up forever. We have this girl, this this nurse who was traumatized, and she just gets fucking killed with an empty gun. Dumb. Um, but then, you know, the, the, the doctor in the or the nurse, the, the nurse who was dressed as a doctor in the car gets stabbed in the eye. It's crazy. Um, but like you said, the, his his wife or girlfriend, I don't know what she is, the actual doctor who's dressed up as a nurse, gets out of the car and starts shooting at him. But you said she didn't know how to use the gun. She actually says that she did know how to use a gun. So that was the weird thing. She she took the gun oh, yeah, from her yeah, husband. Oh yeah, you're because,
0: right. Yeah, she made fun of her husband for yeah, that. yeah. Because
1: they, they gave him the gun. He's like, I don't know what to do with this. She's like, fucking give me that. I don't know how to do this. So to me, I felt like that's why I didn't like her getting shot in the head is because we established that she knows how to use it, and like it felt like a very like I think we were supposed to laugh at it. Like I think it was it was a funny death, but it was a funny death for a character who I feel like didn't deserve the funny death. I don't know. To me, it sat it sat kind of weird because that we killed this character who like. Is competent is a fucking doctor and apparently has training with a gun, and got killed by having a door open and, and shoot herself in the like I don't know. That in a moment I thought it was funny, but then thinking about it, I was like, oh, that's kind of like we like I don't know. It's it's it felt weird to me in the context of what happened. Because I don't know I wanted her, I wanted to see her go down better than that. I guess I wanted to see her like obviously she was going to die, but I wanted to see her go down better than that. Um, yeah. But I will say, the scene with Lindsay running away after that, because, right, Lindsay is still there. Lindsay, like, so Lindsay's checking with the kids when Michael starts attacking these people. So she takes one of their candy bags, fills it with rocks, and basically makes a foxtail, that's what you call, out of it. Slaps her in the face with it. He tries to choke her. She tries to get his mask off. He lets go, and she runs away and, like, hides. I thought that was a good the tense moment because— I agree, yeah. You felt like Lori was gonna, uh, sorry, Lindsay was going to die there, right? Like,
0: Oh, definitely. So
1: I thought that was great. I thought that was an awesome scene. Mm -hmm. It was tense. Lindsay survived, surprisingly. But, like, because they killed off those other three characters, they really kind of made you wonder. So I thought thought that was a really strong scene. Um, But I would have liked it somewhat to a degree because Michael just kind of walks by her. And, like, I feel like in the series, Michael hasn't really kind of missed somebody before. And, again, this is his own series. But, like, the idea of the supernatural guy just kind of missed her and lost her in the woods does seem a bit crazy admittedly you know when playing dead by daylight as michael myers you, it's people hide behind fucking canisters on the ground and you, you, <laughs> you lose them but i would have loved if somebody came by and picked her up and then he followed them to get to Lori. if the goal you know if we were going with him trying to get to laurie story that they they abandoned if they were still going with that i thought that'd been a great way to make it seem like he lost her but then he comes back um but I, I thought that was a great scene too. I, I agree that I was. I think that was awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I agree. Uh, I thought that was a pretty good scene too. Gosh, I don't even know where to go now for next with. The, I, Dan, I want. I, can we talk about a hospital? scene? I was, was going to say the, I uh, want you to
1: describe describe for me because my throat is hurting <laughs> from talking. I'm sorry, I've been, I've been talking so much. Dan, please describe and go through what happens at the fucking hospital with the uh, not Michael Myers guy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so we cut back to the hospital and we deal with more bullshit with Jamie Lee Curtis's Lori, Laurie, who was just in the hospital bed the whole time and does nothing the entire movie. Um, But but in the first movie, when the um, transportation bus was uh, overturned and Michael Myers escaped there were a couple other patients from the mental asylum as well. And one of them kind of finds its way to the hospital and it goes into the ED entrance and starts saying, you know, I need help. Don't know where I am. Obviously very disturbed. And the mob basically chalks it up to, Hey, that confused old dude is Michael Myers, which again, I mean, if Tommy Doyle is really, really concerned about, or uh, you know, this was such a huge impact on him and the other characters and everything like that, you would have think they would have known what Michael Myers looked like. Like, his face would have been plastered all over the newspapers and the news and everything like that. It, it, uh, and he looks like nothing like him. But basically, there's... This, what I think is the worst thing in the entire movie. Um, A wild goose chase throughout the hospital where the mob is completely rabid at this point, chases after this guy Um, and Karen, who again is best character in this entire movie, basically goes out of her way to save him, trap him, in well not trap him, but keep him safe in a little hallway. She locks the doors, even though there's still windows, they can look inside. And it's a very, very thinly veiled attempt to go, you know, Michael's not the real monster. mentality man is the real monster which so much so that one of the detectives actually says it at some point like verbatim that's pretty much what he says it's it's awful um but it ends with the mental patients breaking a window and jumping to his death rather than being torn to shreds by the mob and yeah what'd you what'd you
1: think of that scene exactly as as you just described it it was chaotic people got fucking trampled and like mauled i think laurie is one of them like people got fucking Trampled by this this group of people who like again like these people are just fucking townspeople, like they're not they weren't affected by Michael Myers at all, and they are insane. And like <clears throat> you mentioned, he, he she locks him in this. So okay, you know Karen, you could have put, him, put put him somewhere where there aren't two ways to get to him. First off, you could have tried to hide him, um, and you could have also like been in there with him to help him out. I know she didn't know who he was, so it actually was a safe precaution not to go in there with him. But the goal is to stop people from coming There are other things you could have done, but. It's such like a a dumb scene that you can tell the director and the writer and I'm gonna also lay this a little bit at a Jamie Lee Curtis's feet because I think the promo the motion she did this movie is off the wall and the, I think that she thought they were doing something great with this too. They thought they were making art with this and it it just fell exactly. so fucking flat. And even like it's weird because there are scenes of Tommy Doyle where he's like, "What the fuck, like guys, what are you doing?" <laughs> And you get, you get the impression that maybe he's like, God, something must be wrong. This can't be right. Because I'm assuming that they also, you know, that news report they saw on the bar, they had to have shown the picture of fucking what Michael Myers looks like, right? Yeah. They didn't fucking wear a mask in his fucking jail the entire time. They, he had a face. Mm-hmm. His face is probably fucking everywhere. And especially Tommy Doyle, you tell about the story about this guy every fucking year, you don't know what the fuck he looks like? Are you fucking kidding me? Um, mm-hmm. But that happens, right? And do you remember what, what Tommy Doyle says at the, when they – so he jumps off the edge, dead. Like, fuck like this guy, this this wow. yeah. poor fucking guy, dead on the ground. And we jump to them all, you know, apparently they made it down like 80 flights of stairs. And they're out there. Well, do you remember what Tommy Doyle says when uh when they see the body? Oh god, I
0: remember something really stupid. He's I don't remember verbally what it was. He's though. like, he, he's, like
1: he's always wearing a mask. How could we have known? Are you fucking kidding <laughs> me? <laughs> this guy.
0: Tommy is the worst character. My, Michael
1: movie. Myers is it's a fucking so giant. This guy is a fucking clown. And, again, you, you are obsessed with this guy. You go and tell bar stories about You don't fucking know what he looks like. You don't know that this guy who's screaming for help and bleeding from the head isn't him. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? And, again, like, I the like, thing mean, that's sad Like is, you know, again, you feel bad for this character. Like, the thing that angered me about it was, like, you feel bad for this character but like, you, you, it's infuriating because you're like, you did this, you thought you were doing something clever, or you thought you were saying something with a stupid character. like Meaningful, yeah. And it's, it's it just falls so far. And it's, it's it's also, again, character assassination of fucking Tommy and everybody in this fucking town. Haddonfield deserves what happens to it. Like, but before <laughs> Haddonfield was a small, quiet town, it wasn't Nightmare on Elm Street where the parents had hid a dark secret. It was a town where something happened, where evil awoke or, you know, whatever. Something happened in this fucking town. And then you get this movie where these characters feel like they're out of the Rob Zombie franchise. They feel like they're these dirty fucking people who are just, like, assholes. And again, that's what I didn't like about the Rob Zombie movies. I didn't like that everybody was an asshole nobody was a good person. Like, not you know, again, obviously, like, maybe that's some people's version of reality. But, like, when this happens it just degrades the characters and again maybe that's on purpose maybe the goal of this is to make you not care how happened to these, some of these characters later in the film but it just made them seem unrealistic and just deplorable um i don't know to me like that scene really angered me because like you could tell it was again it's obviously not a real person they weren't killing somebody they weren't but they were like pulling at your heartstrings on a emotionally disturbed person and you know mob mentality and this person becoming victim to it And it's, it it just felt cheap to me. It felt like a cheap thing. Again, to relate that to the Black Lives Matter movement is insulting. And then to have the ending of this film end with mob violence is Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck? Like, what are you trying to say with this movie? (laughs) Like, the more I thought about this movie, the more I'm just like, what the fuck are you guys actually doing with this film? Um, Sorry, that that, that scene really, really pissed me off.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I I, I 100% agree with everything you're saying. It just, it felt so just dirty yeah. and so wrong. Like it was just, it was so tone deaf.
1: Yeah. Like, it, yeah, exactly. I like, think tone deaf is great way to describe that. It felt, it felt like they, they clearly thought they were saying something in reality. They were just, it was, it was like, yeah, tone deaf is, is the perfect way to say it. Um, but what is Michael actually doing during this time well, while these they're murdering this innocent man? What, what did what was Michael... He's just chilling at home. <laughs> no, 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 he wasn't. Well, what was, well, I guess he was chilling at home, you're right. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, he was walking back and he went back to his original house and he's just chilling at home. That's that's what he's doing. He goes up to his bedroom and he's just like, yep, that's it, that's that. Well, I mean, well, right, cool. I mean I is,
1: who else is in the home with him, though? What happens to people who are in the home with him? <laughs>
0: uh so another v-plot in this movie is allison um Wait, no. wants to uh, this is the scene with the dad no, and everything no, who like that. occupies the house oh, before that who
1: occupies the house currently
0: oh yeah big john and little john yeah 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 so michael Myers wants to go back home and there's another scene where big john and little john are killed um yeah pour one out for them they were, they were great they were wonderful um I I don't know. I I thought that was just an okay death scene. I really don't have much to say about that. I just
1: thought, again, it it was weird that they're like... Because I liked it that they're like, somebody's in our house. We're going to fuck with this person. And, again, I I like that they didn't brutalize the deaths. uh, Because, again, you know, these are, I think, possibly the first openly gay characters in the Halloween franchise, maybe? Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought it was... You know, again, I'm glad they didn't do some crazy brutal deaths. I'd have had questions about that. But when Little John... or Sorry, Big John dies... And little John finds his body he's weird fucking like he gets, he gets pretty brutalized it's not not a great kill um little John finds him upstairs and he sees Michael facing the window because apparently Michael's favorite thing to do is look out a fucking window <laughs> um, and he's like, "Michael Myers, you've come home and just allows himself to be fucking killed yeah what the shit <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was what was the reverence that this guy showed for Michael Myers coming home and murdering his partner?
0: I, I mean, I guess I kind of took that as all right. I'm fucked no matter what. So this is just my cool line to say because I I've accepted my fate.
1: I I guess like was it a cool line? Was it like a? I don't I don't like it, it's weird because these two used this story earlier to harass the kids, kind of. So I think it was weird for him to use it in reverence, I guess, like mm-hmm. if they were going for reverence, like if it was shock, but like, I, I feel like I would have rather seen him get got in like a uh, mourning the loss of his husband or something, because then there's, then there's that weird scene later where Michael sets them up together as if, because we see a scene of a record player and their photo of them laying together, yeah,
0: he moves the bodies around and he
1: moves them to mimic that photo, which again is like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> but uh I don't know I that I again I like I like those characters them the doctor the nurse that couple in their home these are all characters who are more compelling than anybody we spend screen time with <laughs> and to see them all just get axed and killed is to me just it just felt really defeating as you watch this movie and as you realize how little you care about any of the characters um but again good scenes for Michael great scenes for Michael
0: mm-hmm.
1: terrible scenes for these characters um but I think this can bring us to kind of the closing ending here. Uh, so, Dan, you were, you were mentioning about Lori's, or I guess Karen's daughter. What, what happens with Karen's daughter?
0: Yeah, so Allison gets kind of swept up in the whole mob mentality, and she's just like, well, the cops aren't going to do anything, so I'm going to go ahead and join everybody else. And, you know, safety in numbers, ha, ha, ha that sort of thing. Um, so she immediately goes with her boyfriend's and boyfriend's dad, and they split up.
1: She's Lonnie, yeah. She goes with Lonnie, like, Lonnie and Lonnie yeah. was the boy from the first movie. And yeah. I think this is—is is this where is it, or is it the sheriff? I can't remember. Somebody at some point in this movie we get talk, discussion about how he always returns home.
0: Mm-hmm. Which it, it, I think is it, Lonnie? I think it was. was it it, it might have been. I, I don't. Because
1: I, I think it might have been Lonnie. Because then he's the one who drives in there, right? He's like, "Yeah, we're, we're going to his house." Nobody fucking yeah. checked on the Myers house. <laughs> like, are you telling me that this also, this guy and his fuck and these two kids are the first people to go and see? Oh, did Michael go back to his old family home? Where he went where we caught him. Yeah. Where did we catch him the last time? Oh, out at his old family home. Where do you think he fucking went this where did he time? Now? <laughs>
0: Dumb. Everyone's so stupid in this movie. So, um, so um but anyway, yeah, it goes there and then immediately, like, the dad says, Alright, well, I am going to <coughs> split up. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cough there. I'm going to split up and go in because that's been such a great idea. You know, the whole point of a mob is that there's safety in numbers. So I'm going to completely negate that, go into the uh, house. And of course he gets fucking killed. Um, Off screen,
1: too, right? Off screen, too. This legacy character gets killed off screen.
0: I know, yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. So we have our big uh, final showdown with Allison and Lonnie's son. Um, basically attacking Michael and trying their best to get the eye on them, and of course Michael kills the shit out of them. I did also like the scene too, where Allison or the the son gets killed right in front of Allison, and he like draws it out. Oh, right. And I do like the scene too, where he kind of walking down the stairs. So basically, Lonnie's son gets completely evascerated or eviscerated on the banisters his head like goes through two of them and he's still bleeding out he's still kind of drooling but still alive he's just obviously concussed and michael starts walking down the stairs towards allison and he kind of looks to his left and is just like oh that's right i haven't taken care of this guy left (laughs) yet and then he kills him um just you know kind of to rub salt on the wound so I did like that part, because, you know, Michael's an unstoppable killing machine. And,
1: and I will say, uh, again, that character isn't very sympathetic in this movie, but he's also... <laughs> the actor who plays him is in the, is in You, Season 3, and he plays a, uh, another sympathetic character who... Spoilers for You, Season 3, but something bad happens to him, <laughs> Like you feel bad for him. So watching this, it's like, oh, God, again? <laughs> like <laughs> It was just like, oh, like... I, I felt like, and I again, I think that's the thing that this movie did, interestingly, is in the first movie, I was like, fuck that guy. How do you not get killed? Because remember, he was the boyfriend who threw her cell phone away, cheated on her at the Halloween dance, and you, you're mm-hmm. like, what an asshole. And again, this movie, they made you made him like him again. Just like with Little John, just with that couple, you kind of liked him. And then he just gets fucking brutalized. <laughs> and she had a shotgun, didn't she? In her hand? No, Yeah, she did. She didn't fucking shoot him in the leg, like...
0: Oh, wait, no, 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 not that point. The shotgun was uh, dropped upstairs. Was it? Okay. She tried shooting him. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. again, it, it's weird that these two kids have guns, and most of the mob doesn't, because this, like, <laughs> and these kids are inept.
0: Tommy doyle has got a baseball bat. He's upset.
1: He has fucking Huckleberry that he stole from that bar- bartender and never uh, thought to get a better weapon. Uh-huh. Like, what?
0: So, anyway, uh, Michael Myers is descending upon Allison. He is ready to get the final blow, and what happens next, Andrew? This,
1: obviously, I don't like this. Well, but before, she's like, do it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> we're just in the trailer, and you're like, "What, girl? Like, do you have what? Do it? What? What? That's such a weird thing. Like, I guess Sylvana Kair seem powerful and like strong, but like, up until like yesterday, you didn't believe he existed. <laughs> and now you're like the ultimate badass. Like, I think that the movie takes some of these characters and makes it seem like it's been years. You're like, no, no. Last night you were you were disbelieving this guy existed. But okay, cool. Um, but then out of this, Karen comes in with a pitchfork, which I thought was a nice callback to John earlier, being like, I'm going to stab you guys with a pitchfork next time I come to my house. Yeah. Um, she stabs him with the pitchfork, which again, runs him through the pitchfork, s- fucking stamps his head, takes his mask off, and bolts, uh, which I liked. It was great. Which, but also, Karen, uh, just just note that before when somebody was running away from him, he still stopped to kill the person who was next to him. So you could have doomed your daughter there. Um, <laughs> but he chased...
0: No, no, no. She took the mask. That was the thing. That's true. Like, mask is priority number one. Killing people is priority
1: number Which, two. Which, again, is really weird in, in this franchise when you're like, this is after the first movie where he found the fucking mask at a hardware store or something. Because he he just mm-hmm. wants him to cover his face, so it's very weird. This mask becomes his like totem of sorts. Um, he so he wants the mask. He chases after, goes through somebody's backyard. Chase, she drops the mask. He's like, oh, I put this mask on. Sweet, my mask. And he looks up, and Karen says, her signature line, "Gotcha." And we learn that the lynch mob is there. Finally, competent <laughs> is is there. <laughs> Which I I love it because like what I assume basically happened is she was like, you guys are fucking idiots. If you want to get Michael Myers, I'll help you find him and then you can murder him. Fine. Like, yeah. I just I just, I just, just want to imagine like the fucking dressing down she gave them. Like, you know, like the teacher, or the parents, like, you guys fucking idiots. Follow me. I'll get I'll get him for you. Just be ready. And some of them aren't fucking ready. They're pulling their cars and shit. Like what? <laughs> if the plan is for her to leave them there, why aren't you just there waiting? And if you had a fucking car, why do not they hit him? <laughs> like mm-hmm. what? Like they're all there waiting with like fucking sticks and rabble shit. Like, so yeah. they're there. Maybe Beat the
0: shit out be, of him.
1: Beat the shit out of him, but in, again, in like the Dark Knight Returns way, Arise's way, of like, I'll hit him. Now you hit him. Now you hit him. And like, a bunch of blunt objects, and one guy has a gun and shoots him like three times. But like, not a lot of like, death blows are dealt. Except, you know, again, the guy shot him like three mm. times. Um, and it's weird, because um, what's what's the sheriff's name from the first movie? Uh, I don't know. I don't so he's, he's another callback. The old guy with the gray hair, he's the sheriff from the first one. He's Annie's dad. Um, who dies in the first movie. So okay. he's there, too. But he's also fucking, like, no, he's a, he's he's probably dealt the worst because he's fucking nothing in this movie. He's the fat has-been in this movie. Um, and he even helps, like, I think he, may, he might be the one who shoots Michael. I don't know. But Michael gets brutalized, like, beaten, hit. But again, nobody goes for the head. Nobody goes, like, one guy shoots him. I'm pretty sure he shoots him like the fucking shoulders. <laughs> like, in, intentional, not quite killing blows, but this guy would be maimed. Gets the shit being out of him. Uh, and it all culminates in uh, Karen. He's you know he's reaching for his butcher's knife. Karen picks up and stabs him in the back, and it's like fuck you. And
0: uh, why not in the head? Why not no, in the
1: head? Dude? Well, she she had it in the back of the neck, which like again pretty uh-huh. pretty fucking bad. Um, and Tommy's like yo Karen, thanks for like doing all the hard work. <laughs> She's <laughs> like fucking our, right. our mob of twenty people should hopefully <laughs> be able to take it from here <laughs> with this. Gunshot man who you know again, shot multiple times, stabbed multiple times in the first movie. And by, sorry, by first I mean Halloween twenty eighteen. And then, you know, again was shot multiple times, stabbed multiple times in this movie. Um and she's like, Yeah, you better fucking have it from here and goes back to see her daughter. Um and before we say what happens next, we do get a flash of a cutback, and this probably happened also some from the earlier scenes of Yost, or Hawkins, as he's known, um, and Laurie in the hospital, talking about their love that could have been, and he's like, but you like Ben Traeger, which is a great, I think his name is Traeger. No, Traeger is the guy from uh, Ben Traeger. No, Chris Traeger is a Parks and Rec. Anyway, and Rec, Ben yeah. something. He's, he's the guy who gets hit in Halloween 2. <laughs> um, basically, <laughs> since Halloween 2 doesn't exist in this movie, that teenager was not hit by a, a, a police car and lit on fire. So I think he might be the guy who possibly is Laurie's... Karen's father. I don't know if we ever learned who Karen's father was, but maybe that was who it was. Bill Traeger, I think was the name or something. I don't know. Um, but we basically learned they had a flame. But then we get this really awkward scene of Laurie because she's back in the hospital again and back in bedridden because she fucking ripped her stitches open and got trampled by the mom. Um, talking about Michael Myers and how uh, he isn't human. We're set, so after saying he's human and he's just we're humanizing him, he's just a regular guy, you know. After all that shit from the Halloween 2018, she's like with every kill. He grows stronger, and Dan, what happens as we learn that Michael apparently grows stronger from the kills like Freddy Krueger does
0: what, what? Uh, Michael stands up very strong,
1: and what does he fucking do?
0: <laughs> he starts killing everyone who beat the shit out of him just seconds earlier
1: right like I think the first thing he does is he he he, uh, he pulls a knife out of his back, slashes the leg of the guy with the gun or the hand of the guy with the gun so he can't you know gun him anymore. And then slashes the throat of um, the sheriff in the first movie. So got rid of that character. He
0: kills everybody. Kills yeah.
1: everybody with a fucking knife. Kills everybody. All these people, because they all fucking attack him one at a time. Nobody throws a fucking rock at him from far away or something. Like, nobody has an axe that just bury into him and ruin his body. Like, idiots. And uh, what happens to Tommy Doyle? This, this great character from the first movie. You come back. Basically the main character of this film. What happens to him?
0: Oh, he dies like... Nothing. Right,
1: he fucking like I think he he raises the <laughs> bat and Mike stabs him the fucking side and the kidney and it's just like uh-huh. dead. But then you know to add insult to injury, bludgeons him to death with Huckleberry, the bat that he stole from the from the guy. Um, and that's that's like you know more or less the end before the you know the actual end. How did you feel about that beat down, the the initial beat down, and then Michael's beat down on the the
0: mob. Uh, Yeah, I just. At that point, at this point in this movie, I was just like, all right, they're going to fuck it up somehow. I, I had no faith in these characters. I mean, it was a little bit satisfying to see, definitely, but I, I there was no tension because I knew Michael was just going to stand right back.
1: Up. Yeah, no, right. Especially after the, the Halligan fight in the, in the beginning, like, did, like you know, we could have had a Halloween 4 ending, right, where uh, Michael is dead, quote unquote, and then he'll come back in the next movie. We'll see how he survived, Right. But after the tone of this movie, you knew he was going to get back up, and with fucking and Laurie's narration about how he grows stronger with each kill, you you knew he was going to get up. And I I hated it. Like I hated. I don't know about you, but I I knew it was coming, and I hated every second leading up to it. It was like the dread anticipation, but not the kind that we got from the couple killing, not the kind we got from John and John dying. It was the dread of the shit that we were about to watch. I feel like, (laughs) like I wanted Tommy to die because he's a piece of shit, but. I didn't want Michael to be the one. I didn't want this idiocy to occur. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it fell flat. Like, that, That I think, to me, ruined the film. Like, for what already was pretty bad, it just, like, it didn't let it end on a high note to me. Like, again, if Michael got beaten senseless and then the ending kill happened and it was some kind of, like, sneak attack, I'd have been okay with it. But to see him just decimate this crowd of people, like, not decimate, completely eliminate this crowd of people, and then walk away it just you know flew in the face of everything we saw before it, it got rid of this whole idea that michael is a normal person um yeah
0: and again we talked about that a little bit before but i just it, it's so he's so much less interesting yeah
1: uh, i feel like that's in, like jason of- jason was the undead knight was the undead zombie Freddy was the guy who got you in your dreams michael was the normal fucking home invasion and that's what made him scary he was the realistic mm-hmm. thing that could occur to you. Somebody breaking into your house and killing you is a realistic thing that could happen. And that's what made him terrifying. And yeah. they just took that away. I feel like they undercut what made Michael scary. And th-
0: Especially since they were going for a more realistic, grounded version in the 2018 one. And it was just like, it was such a it was a reverse. Such a reverse. I, I
1: agree. And let's let, let wrap it up. How, how does the movie end? There's only one key part that happens at the end. <sighs> God.
0: So... Everyone's sitting around at Michael's house afterwards. They're blissfully unaware of what's transpired with the mob. Um, Karen goes up to Michael's old room, um, where you know you saw him looking out the window in the original Halloween movie. And in the last thirty seconds, as Jamie Lee Curtis is still giving her little montage, uh, Michael appears from out of nowhere, somehow snuck into the house, and apparently kills Karen right there.
1: And do you know why she why she go upstairs? <laughs> I have no fucking idea why did she go upstairs yeah yeah like, it did I like I, she looks about Lonnie's body up in the fucking uh like the police outside no police are looking at the fucking body up in the attic but like um <laughs> and also through like the sun's up there too like nobody's dealing with that shit um but yeah. she just like randomly goes I don't know if it's because I think at one point we saw like little Michael like baby Mike clown Mike in that in that window looking out or something um Possibly, I think that's the that we saw, but I don't know if it's her who saw it. I can't remember who saw it, but I never remember seeing that in the movie. So maybe that's why. Maybe she's like, Was there a little boy up there or something? And she was one to go see it. But it, it seemed really weird that she went up there. And then for Mike just to appear behind her. Because again, like, in, would Mike not just be looking out the window or something? Like, what was he. If that was his thing? Like, I don't know. It felt really weird to me. It,
0: Man just likes to look out windows. Well, then yeah. I think we get,
1: we get the cop again being like, Maybe he's looking out of Haddonfield, or maybe he's looking at himself. And like, are you implying Mike some deep deep like introspective guy because the weird thing about that is like if that like it's weird they play on that because I think the opening scene mirrors him getting caught as a kid outside the house you know like when when he's caught outside the Myers house as an adult it's similar to how he's caught outside the Myers house as a kid but we never they didn't add the scene of him as a little kid looking out the window we just hear about it mm-hmm. so it's just weird like he didn't look out the window as a kid after he murdered his sister he went outside so uh we watched it happen we watched in the movie the opening what he did so uh I guess that wasn't a thing, but then now now it is. I don't know. Um, what, what do you feel about Karen dying? How do you feel about it?
0: I thought it was so dumb. Like, it, it was clearly just kind of a shocker for the ending, and I, at first I was just like, oh, finally, fucking something's happening in this movie that actually has long-term consequences, but the more and more I think about it, just the way I... It feels like a quick gotcha scene, and... It really does depend on where the third movie is going to end it up, but the way they shot it makes me think it might be some sort of, like, dream or nightmare or vision, or I, I don't even know, but I, I really, it was not a good So you don't think yet. she's dead? I think there's a possibility, definitely, that she's not dead, um, I, I... but I... I could, see, it going either I could
1: way. see her not being dead, but just because he didn't kill her. I, I could see her being very wounded. I could see her being in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I could see them taking basically Judy Greer out of the sequel um, and having her be a Lori, essentially in this movie, laying down. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, th- I don't think it was a dream. I think either she's dead or not completely. I don't like the idea that they possibly killed her to ignite a flame in Lori and her daughter. Um, if that is what they did, I'm going to be pissed because I like again like I think I think that you know she had screen time in this movie which maybe was setting her up for the death. But like to me Karen felt like the most I think the daughter wasn't a character. The daughter was not a character in this movie. The daughter yeah. was not a person in this movie. And I feel like Karen was. Karen was Karen I think honestly between these two movies is probably the best most reasonable character because she denies what her mom says until she sees Michael and then she you know, she, she buys, she helps out. She buys into it. She's like, all right, Michael's here. You're right. Let's fucking deal with this. But she's also smart enough to be like, there are people who are trained for this. She was the most level-headed character. and I feel like to kill her off for being that, for basically being that character, for being the one who isn't crazy, you know, Lori who's the hero, or isn't the daughter who's the obviously, the obvious inheritor of the Laurie, you know, mantle. I think that just seems like, it seems like they killed her just, they they fridged her, you know, like they, they, they basically fridged her. They were like, all right, we're going to kill you to reignite the hate in Michael and to make the stakes personal for Laurie. Which, I don't know, because I was thinking about it too. Like, doesn't it almost feel like Karen did more to Michael than Laurie ever did? Like, oh, yeah. Laurie stabbed him that time. Karen shot, gotcha'd <laughs> him twice and got him fucking maimed twice. Karen did more. Karen was the, like, I could... Because I could, I could easily see the movie, the story where Mike's like, "No, nah, I don't give a fuck about you, Laurie, but your daughter's a piece of shit. I hate her. I'm gonna try to kill her." <laughs> like, I could see that because K- uh, Karen's great. Karen did so much more than Laurie ever did. Um, and like, honestly, it kind of makes me wonder, like when you, when you they announced that this movie and Halloween Kills, sorry, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends were coming out. What do you think Halloween Kills was going to be? How did you think this was going to end? Did you have any thoughts of it prior?
0: Not particularly, now. What did you think? I thought
1: this movie was Laurie was going to die. I thought Halloween Kills was going to be Halloween killing Laurie. I thought this was going to be another fight with the Strode family and Laurie would die. And, the, and like, you know, the the first movie was Laurie's movie. You know, like, if we think about it as a, a trilogy, there's three Strodes, right? First movie, Laurie's movie. Second movie be Carrie's movie. Third movie be the daughter's movie. And Laurie would die at the end of this one. That would be the stinger because it really amps up the stakes for the next one where the daughters have to, you know take back... Pass from, the torch, that's Yeah, a exactly. And I think to have Laurie survive after doing nothing in this movie, I, I think it shows that they... I, I don't think they have much of a plan, and I don't think that they have the balls to take away this title. Who, they don't think that... They think the formula is Laurie and Michael makes a good Halloween movie. And I think they're afraid to So,
0: I have a proposal for you. Close. So, one theory I read online is where they're taking Halloween ends is at the they're they're trying to set up Allison as an antagonist cuz you know she lost her boyfriends, she lost her friends, at the end of this movie she lost her mother. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of Halloween ends they pull a Halloween 4 and you know she becomes the next big serial killer. What do you think of that?
1: Don't like it. <laughs> probably because i don't care about allison like, yeah if allison was jamie you know from from halloween four and i cared about her a little bit like yeah but like she wasn't a character in this movie in the first movie she's barely like i i would think that we got a lot more of her and laurie in the first movie and this one we get a lot more of Karen, uh, because you know i guess they kill her but i don't I wouldn't want that because i don't see allison as that person you know like i don't see her as messed up i don't see her as like, you know, like Jamie, I think we got the idea that Jamie was kinda off. And even in the Laurie Strode we got in the Halloween zombie remake where that basically is what she becomes, we get the sense that something's kinda up with her. And Allison is a pretty well adjusted person. You know? And unless they're going to bring in the Cult of Thorn, which I could see happening after this movie. Like that that's my theory. I think they're gonna bring in the Cult of Thorn. I think or or um what is it? What's Halloween? What's their thing? What's Halloween three's, mo- like? What's what's the evil behind that? I don't remember. Like, I th- like witches. Or I, yeah, something. I think one of those two. I like to mm-hmm. me. I don't. think They're going to, but if they did, I think that would not justify it because, like, wow, you deleted this franchise that you said went to shit because it did these things, but you're clearly going in that direction. But to me, I think that's the only way they can go with Michael coming back as a fucking soul reaping, power stealing. Dominal man, like an indefeatable man. I think that's where it has to go. And I think Lori is going to die in the next one. Because I'm sorry, if Lori survives and Karen doesn't, I'm going to be really angry. Because <laughs> I, I, I think that this movie is too. I think this franchise, to a degree, is a power trip for um, Jamie Lee Curtis. I think that she's a beloved character and a beloved actress in this franchise. I think she's done some great things. But if you look at her career lately, it hasn't been much. And a lot of it's been like Scream Queens and shit, where it's been basically living off
0: hey scrimge coins is fucking great but 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 by her character (laughs) i think
1: lately she's been living off of this history she has with him yes
0: especially with like the interviews and everything she's been doing for halloween kills i i I definitely and like i think
1: that that's what this is i think this is her and the producers and them thinking that laurie and mike is the formula and i think that four proved that's not the case and i think h2o was good because laurie was great in it but it was just a compelling story and they just need need to develop a compelling story and that's what's important Mm -hmm. um and I think that's why this movie is, is going to end with Michael and her dying so they can finish the trilogy. And I think that if they, I think that they don't, I don't think they have faith in Allison. Even if they were a planet, I don't think they have faith in it. I think that David Gordon Green and her don't want that. I think as much as they're pushing this Strode family and it's the Strode women, I think that they very much think that it is the Laurie story regardless. And that's why they didn't do anything with her because you couldn't do anything with Laurie in this movie and have her be human or not have her die. Yeah. Um, but I know I think I, I'm thinking there's a strong case that something magical is gonna happen. I think I I I can't see the next movie not having that, with what the way they ended this, with the speech she gave. Like It's going supernatural. Because I think Loomis set it up with she's the he's the boogeyman. You know, it was him. He's not he's just pure evil, he is not human. They set that up and they followed that to the through line. And I think Lori just create a brand new through line by saying that, by having that little speech that she gave. And by having him defeat a mob of people who fucking had him dead to rights. Like could you see going anywhere else? Could you see like how else can you that see No, it's
0: definitely supernatural. Like that is that is exactly where they're going. Yeah, because... Well, and I do not like Because well, the
1: only thing I could think is, like the other thing I'm thinking is, you know, they could do like he gets his head blown off, he gets cut up, he gets lit on fire, but like I guess doesn't make it out of the house this time. <laughs> like that's the only way they can end this, right? They can end this the Jason Voorhees way of like, you know just completely get, like, dis- destroying his body. And they'll be like, now he's dead. But before he wasn't dead because his body was still there. And that's, you know, he was just super strong. But I think to do that is an insult to the audience. So I think they have to go magical. They have to go supernatural or something. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd be okay with that. Like, again, I would, I am okay with these movies. I'm okay with the dreamworms. I'm okay with the, with the hell demon snake thing from uh, Friday the Because that's what these movies are. These movies aren't, fucking like serious pieces and I think like the Insidious franchise and the Sinister franchise have shown that these lore based stories do well and they're interesting so if you can make Michael's lore great, if you can somehow tie if you want to bring back the thorn and tie it into the shamrock thing that would be insane and awesome I would love that or even tie it to the mask somehow have the mask be the thing, I don't know have Haddonfield be a cursed town, have it be like purgatory or something like I would be okay with that if they if they went that way. I think a lot of people be really angry about it, but I think the realist the realism of what the series is and what a long running slasher franchise is just needs to, you know, kind of suck it up and deal with. That's where these go eventually. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Gotcha. Uh,
0: anyway, any other uh, closing thoughts on Halloween Kills?
1: Um, uh, let me look real quick on my notes. I don't I don't think so. Um, no, I don't, like, again, what's the point of this movie? <laughs> like, yeah,
0: there, nothing happens in it. I, yeah, I was severely disappointed in this movie. And that's speaking from someone who was a, you know, lukewarm fan of 2018. But I, and, yeah, and again, this, this was very, the scary. thing I'll
1: say after all the shitting on it again, like I I, I feel bad because I'm shitting all I feel like I'm shitting on it a lot and i really angry. I will probably still watch this again because I think, again, it's like AVPR where it's dumb. It's a dumb action movie with some really great kills and great scenes and it's just the connecting tissue is rotten and fucking terrible. And I think if I if I was drinking with my friends and like you know we're 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 just throwing back drinks, I I could watch this movie and enjoy it. But the scenes with Tommy Doyle, I would talk to my friends during. You know, I wouldn't pay attention. <laughs> you know, and it's just like AVPR, I wouldn't pay attention to the fucking scenes of the characters. I would pay attention to the scenes where the Alien Predator pop up and do some shit. But anything other than that is, like, hard to, like, really enjoy. And I think, like, that when I was talking to you about how I just kind of enjoy it, I remember, oh, like, the more time passed the more I thought maybe it was okay, I was remembering the kills, I was remembering these, the doctor, I was remembering John and John, I was remembering the, the, the wife and the kid. Um, those things are what stick in your mind, and I think will, over time, make you okay with it. But as soon as you start talking about Tommy, as soon as you start talking about the story and where it's going and how it's going to bridge Halloween 2018 to Halloween ends is where it just falls apart. Um, which is it's, it's a shame. I don't know. I, we both talked about how we were kind of going into this hopeful. Um, and yeah, it, was, it wasn't great.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much to our opening song. That is a horror movie story by the band's Teddy's Atlas. They are good, good Canadian boys. Uh, we really don't have anything in the pipeline right now for the next movie. I don't think we have any ideas, but I'm sure we'll come up with something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gremlins? Do, cool. do, well, thanks so much for listening.
1: I, I'm sounding like Christmas horror movies. That, that's kind of the next season coming. I
0: am always oh, wait, up wait. for... Yeah, I'm always
1: wait, up November's Wait, November's a, November's, a, November's a month. I thought we were in December... <laughs> <laughs>
0: November like we, we'll Thanks something. killing. We should
1: do Thanks Killing at some point. That that has to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah Alright, well thank you so much for listening uh and stay groovy. Bye.